Hello, welcome to another podcast for Summit Sports, skis.com and snowboards.com. I'm Steve, and across from me today is a colleague here at the office who goes by Adam. He also works at uh, Don Thomas Sporthouse, that's correct, right? Yep, that's correct. All right, and uh, why are you sitting here with us today? Um, well, I've got a lot of ski information. I've been working in ski shops now. I'm getting ready to start my 17th season working in shops, and I've been a custom boot fitter for the last 10 years and an avid ski tester for easily like the last 12 years so how long have you been well so how long have you been actually skiing for um let's see here i think this is going to be my 28th season that i've been skiing for just 28 seasons how many uh times do you get to ski per year um i usually do anywhere between you know 35 and 40 days a year depending on when and where i get to travel and how often I get a chance to get out, but I try to ski as much as possible anywhere and everywhere I can. What's your fa- What are a couple of your favorite places? Um, usually I am at uh, Alta Ski Resort in Little Cottonwood Canyon or up and visiting some friends up in Big Sky. So All right, two yeah. big places that are hard to pass up. So Big Sky's nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun there. Yeah. Um, okay, so every year up at a place called Boyne Highlands is a, something called Test Fest. What's Test Fest? Test Fest is our annual Midwest on snow demo where we have every ski manufacturer that has a rep in the Midwest and we get to get up there and test as many different skis as we can and uh, try to hammer them out and provide some uh, good video reviews for everybody there who's looking on our website. That's right. So if you go to skis.com, you can go to the uh, on snow reviews and you'll be able to see Adam and a bunch of our other testers as they... uh, give their about a minute review on on the skis and what they thought about it how many skis are we talking um per tester or for that are up there well let's just well how many did you test and i guess how many are up there i think this year <clears throat> i think i only tested around 35 skis this year which is actually down from years past i've had one year where i tested 75 pairs of skis over how many days three days yeah. Not bad. So you did about 35 this year. Yep, I like to burn through them and ski as many different skis as possible. Now, out of those 35, how many of them, to put it lightly, are complete garbage? Actually, there isn't really a ski that's garbage. There's a ski out there for everybody. Every manufacturer makes a ski that is for someone. Um, but, you know, when you've been testing skis as long as I have, you can really start to feel... You know, if you blindfold me, you can say, okay, this one feels like a vocal, or this one kind of feels like an Atomic or a Nordica. Um, but basically, every manufacturer has a ski that's out there for everybody. There's very, very few skis that ski like garbage. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, uh, let's talk about some of your top your top favorites, but, but I guess before we do that, what type of skier are you? Um, well, I like to ski big, fast turns, and uh, when I'm on piste and then off piste, you know, soft and deep snow and steep and light is uh, my favorite kind of things to ski. And you know, when you get to travel around, you definitely get to sample as many different snow conditions as possible too. And it's been kind of some funky winters depending on where you've been the last few years. So you know, it's, there's there's a ski out there for every condition too. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk. Uh top five or so um i guess let's go um name one and we'll ask questions about it my favorite ski that i ski the majority of days on piste is the nordica hellenbach Uh, it's 98 at the waist with a solid wood core it's got a nice snappy feel to it 
Um, I pretty much use that as like my daily, everyday ski. I've owned quite a few pairs of uh, Nordica skis, and that's really one that I, I like to have. You know, in the past, I really preferred skis with metal, but maybe I'm getting a little older, and I like something that's a little more lively versus something that's a little more damp and powerful. So if you're really looking for a nice, lively ski that can tackle the powder and the bumps and still be a great on-piste ski, that, that uh, Hellenbach would definitely be a good choice for a lot of people that like a ski that's going to be stable at speeds and quick to engage turns and um, be able to tackle it all. All right, real quick, on piece, that is on the front side of the mountain. Yep, that's on the front side, or the groomers, as a lot of people call them. So. Basically, a chairlift will get you there, <clears> as opposed <throat> to off piece, where you might have to do a little bit of traveling. On yep, off piece is definitely any, nothing that a groomer is going to uh, be able to smooth out for you. You want to get into some powder or some bumps or trees or rocks, you know, all those little tight places that a mm-hmm. groomer can't get into. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Nordica Hellenbachs, um, we had Steve, the uh, owner of Summit Sports, on here you raved about it uh what else did you like this year um well they have the vagabond as well which has the same construction as the hell and back but it gets a little bit wider it goes from 98 at the waist to 107 i believe and it still has that same feel to it where it's a little bit poppier it's a little bit snappier um than skis that don't or that do have metal so i just kind of really like the way that those skis felt this year um but essentially they're kind of like that same type of ski that one ski does it all. Um, reason I didn't get the Vagabond is, you know, when I like getting into something that's going to be a little bit wider, I like, you know, 115 or even wider than that at the waist. One, that, that's usually really good for the powder. Yeah, definitely the wider you get, the more float you get in the pow. Um, and definitely when you get into the wider skis, if you're looking for pow turning and smear turns, you definitely want something that's going to be able to actually even be a little bit softer and just kind of float through the snow a little bit better, something like the Armada JJ. Okay. Um, All right, let's go on to uh, third. Um, I just spoke about it. The Armada JJ was definitely a ski that I've had a weird relationship with in the past that I'd skied it on the trail and didn't really care for it and then had a chance to get out to Utah and had about 90 inches and four or five days when I was there, so every turn was shoulder deep when I was skiing on a pair of JJ's and uh, it made me fall in love with that ski just because it's got the perfect amount of rocker it's got the perfect waist width where you can still get into the snow but still float through it Um, and it was really really maneuverable through the trees so I it was a ski that I never really liked in the past and then just really skiing it out there made me fall in love with it in those conditions Right, and again, that's very important depending on on the conditions because uh, here in the Midwest, probably not going to get ninety inches and no, no, it doesn't happen too often. So you don't really need like those deep powder skis. What was that Armada JJ uh, waist width? One fifteen. One fifteen. So it was a big one. Did have it? Didn't have metal or did no metal. So uh, non metal tends to float better. Yep, because you want that ski to bend and flex so it brings you up to the top of the snow. If you get into skis that are too stiff for that type of powder, um, you either got to be really hauling ass to get it to plane up to the top of the snow or it's going to tend to torpedo down a little bit and make it a little bit harder for you to manage. Okay, uh, let's go on to the next, next pair. Um, Blizzard Bonafide has been a best-selling ski for like the past two seasons since it's been out. Um, I really like that, but it wasn't one that I would own per se, just because I, I, I like the little bit snappier feel to it. But again, we got 
98 at the waist, uh, two and a half sheets of metal. It's unshakable at speed. So if you really want to hawk out some big turns mm. and um, have one ski does it all kind of thing too, that's that's a solid choice just because it is ultra stable. Okay. Uh, final one. Before I I ask you what the final what you'd say was your your fifth of the final five, um, I was told, and this may be it, line sick day. Uh, line sick day was pretty uh, unreal ski. It was definitely a different flavor for them. Um, it kind of, you know, I felt like their profit series has just kind of gotten old and stale. And I was a profit skier long ago when they had those skis when they first came out. Um, the sick day just has like a whole new construction to it with its uh, wood and rocker profile that it was really fun to ski both on piste and off. You know, that 110 um, could really take on a lot of quick edgy turns and still be really maneuverable on piste. And then, you know, off piste when you get in 110 underfoot, that's pretty solid and be able to do everything. If you live at a resort that gives, you know, more than 300 inches of snow a year and you're going to spend a lot of days on the hill <clears throat> that 110 would be a great ski for you with the 95 that kind of falls into that same type of category as the hell and back or the bona fide you know that sub 100 wasted ski that can really kind of do it all i was really surprised by how stable that thing was and really easy to turn i definitely took that on a few bump lines when we were up testing skis and had a lot of fun with that there Okay, um, and then all right. So if if the sick, yeah, the line sick day, that's what it was. Yep. Um, if that wasn't in your top, that wasn't in your top five. That was not in my top five, but it was oh. a great ski. You know, I, you know, you ski so many skis that, you know, you really it, it's hard to select just a few winners. Again, every manufacturer makes a great ski. Okay, what would be your your fifth one then? Um, since I didn't I didn't call it correctly. Fifth one, the one that there's there's really no. Price is not an object. Was the Vocal Katana V Works? Yeah. That uh, that thing really it felt like it was uh, ready to cut through anything that you could bring at it. Uh, really, really maneuverable, especially for how stiff it was, and it had a really low swing weight. Just made it really easy to like you could carve turns on it, you could pivot turns on it. There was rocker in the tail, so you could really kind of smear some turns when you got into some deep snow too. Okay, but that sounds mostly like a. Midwest kind of ski? No, that's or? actually 111 underfoot, I believe. And it's got uh, their V-Works construction that has a little bit of carbon fiber in the tip and the tail. And it's uh, it was pretty impressive ski. All right, excellent. Well, Adam, thank you very much for uh, joining me today. Um, check out uh, Adam's as well as a lot of our other testers on snow reviews at skis.com and uh, snowboards.com. This, again, has been another summit sports podcast thank you for listening